0: Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Sax, the Gentleman Adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. And with Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk. Oh, probably about steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to Texas Steampunk Connection. Good evening, everybody. I want to shout out to
1: uh, Rita and Kitty, who are already with us. Yay! Um, it is the the first weekend. Well, technically, I guess it's the second week of March, 2023, and uh, we were just talking about how it might be spring, might be. <laughs> uh, it's it's beautiful out. It's cold, uh, cold again this week. Don't see that. Oh, no. What does cold
2: mean, though? Yeah. I know. yeah. <laughs> Like, Are we like going to drop to
3: the 30s or
2: what, what is the temperature gradient? Yes, I guess <laughs> uh, we're getting 80
1: degree days now, so
2: yeah, 70 it's, yeah. it's a
1: cold
3: oh, front oh, these oh, days. So cold. <laughs> well, because we were 74 today, and I thought we i left work and it was cloudy, cloudy, and real muggy. I thought it was going to rain, but we didn't get anything, so yeah,
1: it's, it's muggy here too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, central Texas is absolutely covered in blue bonnets this year. Already, already, fantastic! week damn, yeah,
3: okay, yeah, yeah. It's Better gonna get be done quick,
1: or it'll be over. <laughs> it's <laughs> true; they, <laughs> they don't last. But that's why you know I'm wondering, you know, if we get another big freeze, which is always possible, that it'll
2: the, wipe them all out. So uh, oh, there was that freeze yeah. back in 2007. 2000, yeah, and eight, when it snowed in April, and there's yep. all the pictures of the blue bonnets and snow. Really? See, I
3: was still in Pennsylvania then. But yeah, I mean, Texas is known for fall spring. So that was Uh, you uh... and
2: I were probably closer then than we are now because I was in Maryland.
3: Yeah, I was still in. Yeah, no, yeah. Maryland's only a few hours' drive from where I was. Yeah. That was
2: Easter
1: weekend and I was at a house party and uh, nobody could go home.
3: (laughs) Oh, no. But you know what? That was the same year that we had the Valentine storm in up there that people, my, cause my ex-husband got stranded on the road for hours and he couldn't, oh, yeah. it, it took me cause I lived literally 10 minutes from where I worked at network solutions. And I was only able to get about five minutes up the road to my best friend's house. It was so bad. It was complete wow. whiteout conditions. And so that, yeah, that was the same year. Yeah. That, cause yeah. that was a, that was Valentine's day in 2007.
2: Yep. I remember cause my yeah. brother couldn't go to work. And I was up, I was living with them at the time and, yeah, and uh, it the
3: whole East coast. It was wild.
2: Yeah, it was nuts. You know, yeah, was, I've never seen so much snow in my life.
3: Yeah, that's when I finally forced God. my ex husband to get a cell phone because he didn't have one, so he had to borrow someone's on the highway to call me. <laughs> that's how bad it was. Yeah, so I made him get one after that.
1: And now this year, California, uh, oh right, I know, California are getting snow. LA snow. They they have so much snow that buildings are caving in. Mm-hmm. But They're climate not change just isn't real to hold this much ice on their roofs.
3: Yeah. The uh, I, heard, I
1: heard a guy talking about how he had to shovel five feet of snow off his roof Yeah, in hopes that it would not cave in on him.
3: Yeah. They're not built for that.
2: No. no one understands how heavy snow is.
3: Oh yeah. No, there's a reason. Yeah, no, it's yeah. No, the infrastructure is very different in LA. They're made for earthquakes and floods. They're not made for that. And yeah, I can believe that. questionable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, But oh, yeah, again, here
1: it is springtime, and it's beautiful, and the uh, fair season just started. Uh, Sherwood Forest Fair in Central Texas had its first weekend, and uh, Jack was reporting to me the the biggest turnout weekend for the history of that fair. Yep. Kitty uh, had her best business weekend at Yay! the fair. She says, uh, we were so busy, friends couldn't get into my shop to say hi. I wonder if there's a correlation, oh. <laughs> which is which is awesome. I mean, yeah, I'm wonderful. sorry for your friends, but you know, if your friends aren't you paying, your the booth your money.
3: Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> I'm happy for her, though. I really am. Very excited well, for you, Kitty.
1: I think our, I met Kitty uh, at the first year of Sherwood Fair. Uh, I was working there as as volunteer cast, and and she had her first year booth. And uh, yeah, we sort of spent a lot of time going back and forth between the stage and and her shop. It was fine.
3: Oh, yep, sweet.
1: So, you you said your weather is 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 warming up uh, up in in Denton? Yeah,
3: um, I think the last time it was really cool was it was chilly Saturday night. We were wandering around downtown Dallas, <laughs> not sober. And so there was, I mean, it was a little chilly, but now the last few nights have been real warm. And like I said, today I left the office at, because I leave at four and it was cloudy, but it was just like, it was already, you could feel the heavy, <laughs> the heavy muggy air just kind of pulling. Out. That's why my curls kind of fell out. My hair was real curly this morning when I left. and then just oh, yeah. Kinda, So, yeah, it's... It's,
1: yeah. it's bittersweet. Yeah, it's like, it was... Spring is nice, but man, uh, that cool weather's gone. But, that four months of the year you get to wear clothes is is coming to an end. <laughs> isn't it?
3: Yeah, because it takes me 12 oh. minutes to walk across campus and it feels like I'm walking through, it felt like I was walking through soup. I remember but the magnolias days. are blooming and it's very beautiful, because TWU is a gorgeous campus in the spring. Oh, yeah. Absolutely beautiful.
2: That's a pollinated soup.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> heavily pollinated soup. But it's beautiful. Seasoned.
2: So <laughs> the air is seasoned. <laughs> well, and
1: I see you've got your, is it your standard wine that you're drinking tonight? Yes,
3: but um, when I was at Harvest House last week, the, uh, I don't remember when. Um, I got red cookie, red velvet cookie ale. I don't remember who made. I know I don't remember who made it, but it was. Is, yeah, is it
2: the same company that made the one I have?
3: Maybe it was like it was like a nice reddish orange color, and it okay, was very
2: very red.
3: Light. It was light and very sweet, yeah. Very
2: light. Okay, no, this one's just the opposite of that. It's about as thick as cake, and uh, like oh, like that's right, cake yeah. batter.
3: Okay, was yours red velvet or red velvet cookie?
2: Red velvet cake.
3: Cause he mine? mine this was cookie. Hop Sting Brewing. Yeah, it's the Hop and Sting Brewing Company. It's red velvet cookie ale.
2: Ooh, yeah, that and was, it was
3: good. Yeah, it was Hop and Sting, <sighs> and it was really excellent. Yeah, I had a, it was Friday. Yeah, yeah.
2: Things that I like: <laughs> cake flavored ice creams, yogurts, and now beers.
3: Mm, it was good. I was <laughs> because br-
2: so.
3: they were out of my London Fog, so I mm-hmm. went that sounded interesting, so I got that instead. So, yes, highly recommend Hop and Sting Red Velvet Cookie Ale. So, so I had to
1: double, ch- double, do a double take. It's called Hop and Sting, mm-hmm. not Hoppenstein.
3: No, Hop and <laughs> sting. sting. Yes. Red velvet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. It's
2: like my Schaffenhofer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking. There's, there's, there's the bridge right there. What is that? Oh, Schaffenhofer. i had this again. This is, my, this is becoming an all time favorite for me now.
3: Is that beer? Um,
2: yeah, it's a beer. It is a Heffenweisen grapefruit beer and it is like an energy drink can it 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 is technically it's (laughs) Okay. it's Farn. therefore everything comes (laughs) in the can like this but yeah unfiltered uh with grapefruit juice and natural flavor colored with beta carotene so you know it's healthy colored with carrot
3: juice yeah i was gonna say it's carrot juice
2: (laughs) but uh they don't use inner they don't use any of the the fake colors in there Ah. it's really good i am this is if I can get a hold of this, there's no reason for me to ever drink another light beer. This is my favorite light beer. <laughs> and it's also like something stupid when it comes to alcohol content. Uh, let's see what Oh, okay. It's actually not that bad. It's like it's 3.2% alcohol by oh, that's weight.
3: That's not
2: bad. Yeah. Right. So It's like a, a beer. It's like a shandy. Yeah. Just part beer and part paper uh, juice or part and like juice. if you like any type of citrus flavored alcohol, this is really awesome. And it's light <laughs> and it's springy and it's important. It's be on the grapefruit. You better like grapefruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you like... like, It's not one of those... It's not like a sh- a shock top beer or whatever. It's like, it has grapefruit flavor. No, this one's <laughs> no. like... It's got grapefruit juice in it, and they just turned... like They added a beer to it, so it's kind of like a... I don't you know. know. You okay, yeah, like keep it.
3: telling me how much you like it, but you keep telling me about it. I just...
2: I'll shut up then. It tastes really no, good. No,
3: I just... I'm trying to... <laughs> because I had... um. I had lemon shandy one time. I can't Mm -hmm. remember the brewery, but it I no. Mm, No, mm. okay. So I couldn't. And I like citrus. So do you like Blue Moon? I think that's what it was, actually.
2: Okay, so that that's a thing. Like Blue Moon's like great if you can get like the biggest thing of citrus in the world and squeeze into it. (laughs) Um I like Blue Moon, but it's gotta have a lot of I gotta have have a whole orange to go in there. But uh, uh yeah, I was at a, I was at Shedders one time and I ordered one and, and they're like, "Would you like a fruit with that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I would like a lot of fruit." Wait, like,
3: they offer you fruit with it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's actually how you serve a Blue Moon. Is it comes with orange? Is it supposed to?
3: Well, I mean, I've seen the commercials, but I didn't so, know they like served you an entire orange <laughs> with your beer. They sliced <laughs>
2: it up for me and I had a whole grapefruit. <laughs> and so I'm okay. sitting there just using the so side of like, glass. So it's and like just breakfast serving up each little half moon of orange <laughs> into this thing.
3: So it's just like a really full hair of the dog, basically. Yeah, basically.
2: <laughs> it was really good. The guy was being sarcastic, and I was i was being sarcastic, and he got a big tip out of it. So I was fine <laughs> with this. Okay. Now look. I got a beer, like a <laughs> mug of beer, and it's got like this tarantula. Like, looked like, it looked like you put a, like a freaking <laughs> crown of orange on this thing. Just, orange wedges all the way around.
3: <laughs> like a shrimp cocktail, but with oh, a shrimp sandwiches.
2: cocktail beer. Yeah, very much so. It was great. <laughs> oh, God. That's not how you're supposed to do it. No, but it was fantastic, <laughs> and I will admit that that was probably the better way to do it. The, the, the idea of orange—the less classy
3: version—just <laughs> stuff all the orange into it. The, the getting... orange
1: in your lemon shandy is not to add to the flavor. You actually are supposed to inhale the fumes, the the scent of orange, as you drink the the, the beer.
2: So the, I'm supposed the, to sit here and hold it, go little, and then drink. Yes. Don't no, eat the damn thing. I'm it's sorry. The- apparently I'm too American. I'm so I'm used <laughs> to just like, oh, they put a lemon on my drink. I'm supposed to squeeze it and drop it in there and stir like a madman. Do you eat the garnish <laughs> on your plates too? Yes, I do because I know be right, yeah. <laughs> you're just eating the kale that comes on the side. Oh of your god, plate. yes. I hate it so much. But I'll make sure to like sop it up and whatever I was eating to begin with. I'm like, at least it's something else that's green that goes in my gullet. It needs to be well, there.
3: One of the podcasts? So they were talking about y'all. Okay, y'all remember like the Pizza Huts when they used to be like big things with like yeah. the buffet and all that, and how kale? Was when they always were always trying like, to
2: be the the, the, the Taco fancy, Bell militia man.
3: But how kale was always on salad bars, just like yeah. as background garnish, and now we eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like regularly on like, and I. Forgotten about that. It was just always like tucked around stuff the the on my salad. Out. Yes, that's what it was. It was the cover of the ice. Like, oh my God, that's what it is. That's where I know it from.
2: Yep. <laughs> and now I eat it. <laughs> Someone somewhere pizza. goes, you know what? I want that frozen lettuce. <laughs> it's crunchy.
3: Yeah, yeah. It'll take your teeth out if you're not careful.
2: <laughs> uh, All
3: right. Well, thanks. what are you drinking?
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Well, Thinking of Lawrence uh, and his high-gravity beers and the <laughs> sale I found at H-E-B, oh. I got a uh, Saloon Door Brewing... Ha- Give me a
2: second. You know it's good. You can't pronounce
1: it. Happy Holidiculous.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Say that again. Is this one of your sale beers again? Yes. Yes.
1: Happy Holidiculous.
3: There you go. Happy
1: salted Caramel. Ooh. Salted Caramel Russian Imperial Stout.
2: Wow. And, oh, my God. How it's got a pig on it
1: covered in tattoos and a
2: hat.
3: Okay, is that tattoo? I, I was like, is that a hairy pig? What is that? Okay. It's
2: like someone stitched him back up.
3: Oh, poor pig. Is it good?
2: It's got wings.
1: it wings on. And it's 11.8% alcohol. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah.
3: Good Lord.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried this already. That's why I already know it's good.
3: <laughs> and how thick is it? Is it like... Like traveling, comes like mud. I was gonna say, is it's it like just like pure. It's a holiday beer,
1: so it's it's still meant to be like. It's like the
3: Brazos after a storm. Yeah,
2: hey, look at that. Oh, like oh that my good God. California mud that you put on it's your like
3: face. <laughs> ah, it's like
2: molasses. Molasses. Looking
3: there, at that. <laughs> no way. Ah, yes. Oh.
1: So it's it's dessert. It it it's like a <laughs> it better be salted <laughs> caramel ice cream beer. You know. Um But uh,
2: Yeah, you're not going to have room for anything else after that. That's how I feel about the freaking red velvet beers. It's just like, oh. No,
3: the one I had was really light. It was tasty, but it was really light.
2: No, this is really heavy.
3: Yeah, (laughs) it looks.
2: It's a thick, dark, deserting. It's awesome. I want to grab my little gravity monitor that I have from the oil field. (laughs) It looks, it's it's like this little, I need to go find it. It's this little glass tube that gets kind of like a top in the middle because where it gets buoyant. And it's got a little piece of mercury that hangs in the bottom. And so it sits. And depending on how far down in the liquid it goes, depends on how much gravity or how you know, how much stuff is in the liquid. So I need to just bring that with me when we go to beer places and just drop it in my beer and like test it and take pictures.
3: Uh, y'all need to come up here so I can take you to Harvest House.
2: Y'all yes. would have a great time. Yeah. I need to spread out my beer because I'm I'm, I keep going back. I'm like, oh, they still have it. Or I get like the last case each time. So it's always the last case. They know when I'm walking in, if I, I will buy it if there's one
3: case. They put not. it out just for you.
2: They <laughs> put one out, and they have like 50 in the back, I'm sure. And every time someone buys it, they stick another one out there.
3: They're just, they're just keeping you hooked. They're they
2: really are, and it's really doling good. Doling it
3: out to you. At this
2: point in time, all right, so everyone who complains about this.
3: Do people complain about it's it? It's keeping
2: me from drinking my other like unsanctimonious beer that I like <laughs> so much, which is Bud Light with Lime. Which is oh
3: ooh yeah no. really
2: good too dude yeah, its own really ridiculous way dude <laughs>
3: oh. to bud
2: Light with lime
3: oh, oh you know what I'm not gonna, gonna make fun at all my, I come from a grand tradition of white trash in my family so I am not gonna make fun of your Budweiser Bud with lime I can,
2: I won't drink any my dad other drinks bud Old Milwaukee every
3: night so. <laughs> uh.
2: Yeah. Oh, Lawrence is asking if you need a knife and fork. Knife and fork. I think at this point in time, you may need a military shovel. (laughs) Um, Nope, I I can drink a little like slurated edge so you can kind of get a good hook in there and dig it up. (laughs) (laughs) One day we'll find a beer that's rocky. You guys don't know what you're missing. I will tell you. You can't taste it right now.
1: I have had a chocolate stout with chunks of chocolate still in it.
3: I eat,
1: mm. That sounds interesting.
3: I mean, chocolate works in sweet and savory, but I don't <laughs> know.
1: Uh, it was good, uh, but okay. you have to go to Belize for it, uh, <laughs> and you have to you have to go to Belize at a certain time of year during the uh, chocolate the festival. Belize
2: chocolate fairy, the chocolate beard Belize uh, fairy. Okay.
1: The the Belican Brewery makes a chocolate stout for the festival that's uh, unfiltered. <laughs> And still has little bits of things in it. <laughs> Blue Stocking, you've just got this look on your face like, what the hell?
3: No, I'm, I'm Googling it. I'm trying to find it. Belican Brewery
2: Excursions.
3: Oh, wow. It's even got its own Wikipedia page. Okay, fancy.
0: Ooh, That's
2: a
3: fancy brewery.
2: Can we order it?
3: Um, I
2: don't think they export it.
1: It's only in Belize.
3: Pelican beer. At Kent. The brewery is based in Ladyville, Belize. Ships to select high-end alcohol stores across the U.S.
2: We might be able to get so one. here. it comes here. out of
3: it comes out of L.A. It comes through into America through L.A. So
2: there gotcha. you go. High-end alcohol stores. We can get we can get high-end alcohol places. in Austin. Um.
3: <laughs> What's considered high-end? I guess not Specs or Total
2: Wine. I mean, Probably not. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, are
3: we talking like fancy? Bars or for places sure, where the sure. rich people go. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I've never seen it here.
3: Hmm. Well, apparently you can. You just got to find it, and there are lots of people online trying to find it here. So <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's good. Okay. Well,
1: hmm. so there's a few things coming up uh, that we're not going to. But uh, I <laughs> oh. thought we might mention Wild West Theme yeah. Park Convention, which
3: yeah, always
1: has feelings about. That's this coming weekend.
3: I still want to go to yeah. that sometime.
1: I do too. Also, the been- World Steampunk Exposition.
3: Have you never been to Wild No,
1: no, I. Uh, but
3: Flavio went.
1: Uh, Flavio went. almost went. That's he, right. Uh- okay. it's, but the guy he was going to drive up with uh canceled out at the last minute, so he couldn't yeah. go.
2: It's a long drive. It was <laughs> a long my- drive from Midland, Texas, because we would have we'd drive from Midland to El Paso, stay with Lex's parents which that's a 500-mile drive. And then we take the next 500-mile drive in. Can't do that. Now we're trying to from Dallas and Austin. I'm almost like, I can't make it in a weekend. I have to fly if I want to make it in (laughs) a weekend. And there's no way I'm flying with half my gear. Because when you go to this thing, it is an event. It is you roll out in in the nicest of the nice. And um, yeah. However, it looks like they might be trying to get into talks to go back to the studio. So if that's the case, then yes, it would be very worth going back, but it would be mm. worth looking at taking vacation on either side of it because yeah. then you can get up there early, have some fun, go down to a tombstone, which is only like an hour or two away. Go f- have fun in that. It's, it's very much a town based around being tombstone and being a, a you know, you can buy everything there.
3: It's a tourist um, town like Deadwood
2: became, yeah. But it's a fantastic tourist trap. <clears throat> and then we can go by the the missile silo that they use or they have like an abandoned missile silo and um, there's some things to do in the area but you got to drive a little around it'd be fun hmm. to get like a car and just go a a tiny miniature road trip around before the event of-
3: okay is it as long i i don't i have bad spatial reasoning so is it would it be as like for the distance from us driving from denton to new orleans is that no it's further it's further? okay much further yeah cuz we can diagonal better. down Huh. Louisiana mm-hmm.
1: World Steampunk Exposition same weekend Where? in Lafayette, Ooh. which means closer. <laughs>
3: <Ooh>. <laughs> what weekend is that?
1: It's it's this, this weekend.
3: Yeah, no, that's so not gonna
1: <laughs> We're not gonna that, we're no. probably not gonna jump in our cars and go, you know, no. Friday.
3: I have an episode but, to release this weekend so <laughs>
2: Yeah. But you know, in the future, things yes. to consider. Now that things are going on again, we can build a list and have a list for yes. next year. Yes. Yes. Oh, I have a list. It's oh, <laughs> just so
3: good, one. any of them. Uh,
1: mm. Oh, uh, next, not not this coming weekend, but the weekend after, the 18th, uh, the Houston Oddities and Curiosities Expo. If you're down near Houston and you mm. want to see some weird stuff <laughs> at the uh, George R. Brown Convention Center, they have one of those in Austin uh, once a year, too, and there's a lot of a lot of dead animal parts <laughs> on the floor. I have never seen so many dead animal parts in my life.
3: Please tell me more.
1: <laughs> you, before you had my curiosity. Now you hook my attention. <sighs> I, I don't want to get too you know, gory, but I'm mm-hmm. going to. Okay. I saw somebody gut an entire possum and turn him into a cushion. The whole possum.
3: Nope. That's uh. I that's have a, possums that uh, live in my backyard. Nope, I can't. watch that? <laughs>
1: no, I. It,
2: uh, I oh. There's literally a man. I send raccoon and we we send raccoon and possum memes to each other all the time no. through, through Facebook.
3: Possums are thing. good, yeah. and they don't hurt nobody, and they can't get rabies, and they eat all the bad stuff.
2: They eat all the ticks. Yes. Yes, and the water They do bars, chase
1: the cats. Yes. This is funny. My sonny <laughs> wants to eat one. Mm. She def- desperately wants to catch and eat one. What a possum! Yeah. Oh, yeah. those
3: things are they're nasty when you corner them though. <laughs> They will run until they can't and then they will they will turn and fight. They will stand and deliver.
2: And they also <laughs> scream like weird yes. They make some gnarly noises.
3: Yeah, it's not as bad as rabbits, but it's pretty ugly. Yeah. yeah. Rabbits
2: are rabbits weird because it's something you weren't expecting to come out of a rabbit's mouth. I
3: know, it's, it's horrible. Sound like I think we've broken talked about that before. Tar-hole. Yeah.
2: It's horrible. But yeah. yeah. And then raccoons, when they're babies, they sound like the baby they sound like the velociraptor screams, <laughs> which is the creepiest thing to walk outside in the middle of the night. And they're freaking out in their cage and it just sounds like you literally have a pack of velociraptors running around your house (laughs) and being younger and kind of afraid of the dark i'm still afraid of the dark because of that because every time i walk outside i'm like i just hear it in my head We rehabilitated two raptors for a while. I this, I, after I figured out what, was and making it obviously them, left a yeah. scar. <laughs> yeah, it, it left a and then one of those mental back, you know, stupid scars in your brain. where You oh, know, no. it's not happening. It's like, yep, there's no velociraptors here. That, that's a long time ago. We're good. I we don't have to worry about any of this.
3: Yeah, I only knew, about I didn't know about rabbits screaming until I heard that one of the science teachers at my high school <laughs> had a python, and mm-hmm. and they would put baby oh. rabbits and they're defeated and they had to stop because she would do it at night before she left and the night janitors could hear the yeah. So they had to make alternate arrangements because it was traumatizing apparently the night janitors. So yeah.
2: <laughs> janitors are like kind of kind of manner of demon or yeah. we just how we, yeah.
3: Yeah. And this was before YouTube, so it's not like I could look it up and you know hear what it sounded like. It was just like and then I actually did hear it. And I'm like, oh my God, that is horrible. I cannot imagine. <laughs> That is horrible. Oh.
2: I'm not looking at I have a story like that later, actually. That's
3: yeah. A good one. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> so, what else cool. is going on, Thax? <laughs> uh,
1: well, I mentioned last uh, episode that um, uh, Carnival Row season two was coming out. Mm-hmm. So, I've been rewatching Carnival Row. And uh, something I don't think we've ever mentioned on this show that I completely forgot, then rewatching, I'm like, this is this
3: is a filthy show. Yes, I've been, I've been slowly, stuff. Yeah, I've <laughs> slowly been rewatching it, but I can't I'm not gonna watch it on my computer at work. Because I watched stuff while I'm working. I've been watching like Bones and Castle. No, I'm not watching that at work. But yeah, it's filthy. Yeah, it's so good. But it's the like yeah, HBO level of softcore yeah. smut. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good though. The story is fantastic. Oh, yeah. But, yeah,
2: no, I, it's so it's, so yeah, we were we we're watching this for the articles, right?
3: <laughs> oh come on! It's, it is a gorgeous, <laughs> yeah. filthy show. I mean, oh, it is. I yeah,
2: mm. I
1: love
3: it. Yeah, but i i haven't I haven't hit the new season yet. So I, I don't
1: know that most of those particular scenes were necessary for the plot. Come on,
3: not everything <laughs> needs to be in there for the plot. I mean, come on.
2: Sometimes you <laughs> character development.
3: Exactly, and sometimes yeah. we just want to see something dirty. <laughs> I mean, have you watched Outlander? <laughs> <sighs>
1: You know, wrong. not
3: all of it's necessary, but it's still fantastic. So,
1: so, so Outlander is also high class. Yeah,
3: it it parts of it are very <laughs> sex positive and good show, but there's parts of it that the level of sexual assault that is being shown in TV shows. there's a lot of stuff I can't watch because of it so yeah it's because there are some a lot of that I do not believe is needed for plot or character development it's just like every once in a while yeah but when well like Game of Thrones where it was all the time (laughs) because people kept saying but that's how it was back then but this is a fictional world
2: (laughs) (laughs) this is J.R.R. Martin back then
3: well and but HBO was putting in a lot of stuff that he didn't even have in the books
1: yeah that's just lazy writing.
3: Yeah, it is. It's just you. women do not need that in order to advance as characters. It's just they just don't. But most of the time when you have a female superhero or whatever.
2: Something bad has to happen to them for them to step up to it.
3: And Kitty's right. Outlander does have equal hop, equal opportunity scenes of that nature. But I just I couldn't. There are some shows I can't watch because of that. Or I have to fast forward through that. You know, but just good, healthy no. You know, adult scenes. I have no problem with that. You know, that's you
2: know, and you're making it really hard to like follow up behind you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just
2: the words "softcore porn" has already been (laughs) said.
3: I didn't. I didn't say that.
2: I said smut.
3: You said smut.
2: Smut.
1: Okay, oh, there you go. We'll, we'll back up.
2: We'll back up. I'll take that. word. <laughs> word? Okay, that, that's where we're at at the moment.
3: I said good, healthy adult scenes. Just be aware of what you're watching. Look at the ratings. You know,
1: well, I guess I was oblivious and it <laughs> took <Yeah. laughs> <We> two watches <laughs> to remember. I think I did you just block yeah. it out. Blocked that out of my brain last time.
3: Uh, although, to be fair, that did come out pre pandemic, right? A lot has happened since that first season came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of weird stuff has happened in the world, so yeah, that's why I wanted to rewatch it because I don't even I remember loosely the plot, but yeah, Mm -hmm. not the specifics. So just because it it didn't really have a satisfying ending. No, it didn't.
1: So glad we're getting a second season. I hope it lives up to the first one. I was
3: surprised, not
1: just with the smut,
3: yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, I was. I was. We gotta make sure we
1: keep that
2: that that high that high brow there. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. It, had
3: just, it had been so long. I figured it was gonna get scuttled off, oh, and we'd uh, never see it again. Yeah,
1: shelved, as it were. Yes.
3: So, <sighs> although I mean that's not uncommon for a lot of British shows because, like, um, the show Luther with Idris Elba, there's a years between seasons. I think the show's been going for like ten or twelve years, and there's maybe like four <laughs> or five seasons. And Sherlock was the same way.
1: I was gonna say I just saw a headline about uh, 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 Sherlock Holmes the third movie, if there will be a third movie.
3: The Robert Downey Jr.?
1: Robert Downey Jr.?
3: Really?
1: And it's, it's up to Robert Downey Jr. whether he wants to get into the third movie. But it's been 11 years since the second one.
3: Yeah, it he's oh been a long Well, yeah, because he got wound up in he got firmly entrenched in Marvel and couldn't get yeah. away from it. You know. Can't get away
2: from the Marvel.
3: He was stuck as Iron Man. for. I mean, and it made him a lot of money, and he was great.
2: But... <laughs> yeah, boo boo. They finally <probably> had to <laughs> yeah. just kill him because like, we can't pay you anymore. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> you're, making these, you're making these movies unprofitable because you keep asking Buckets for one ca- time.
3: Well, like, can you imagine what it would be like to have, to be on a set with him and Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> that had to. Because somebody, I was reading an article about it. They said the comparison was like two beta fish in the same cage that was what it was like having them on a set together <laughs> working together yeah you got two these two alpha males who are at the top of their game yeah apparently it was pretty wild uh it was it was rough trying to film scenes with them together well, they want yeah. to
1: fight with each other or just egos uh, oh hmm.
3: yeah they're both starring characters and they both are making buckets of cash and you know so you think you think hmm. you know i'm
2: sorry I, I guess i'm just one of those I well, they also both really played a... Sherlock Holmes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it comes down to that. If I, I guess, if I ever become exceedingly rich because I'm an actor, uh I would be one of those boring ones. You get, you know, when you get me onto like, you know, Stephen Colbert or something, I'm just that really nice guy, Aww, and I don't like gotta get Keanu, along with everyone.
3: Like Keanu Reeves, everybody yeah, loves. Him. God,
2: I would love to be able to be at that level. What's the right word? He's for so then. sweet.
3: He's well, but he. Have you Keep ever seen? yeah well like when you um when he takes pictures with fans, especially female mm-hmm. fans, his arm is like back here
2: oh, yeah he never yeah, <laughs> like, he's just... yeah he
3: doesn't touch anybody he he'll he'll yeah. lean in but yeah he's, he's he's very careful he's very careful he's very polite he's very considerate you know he's just i don't know I, I imagine
1: that potentially is a very dangerous position to be in yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's
3: there's a whole lot a whole lot that can go wrong, but he just I and mean, he just seems kind. Yeah, he just seems he like actually a kind acts person.
2: a lot like one of my best friends. Um, that I
1: wish Keanu was yeah. my best friend too. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, but,
3: uh,
2: so it, it's interesting because he has a lot of the same looks on life as, as Keanu Reeves. And I'm like yeah. always just like, oh, I have a mini Keanu living with you know living living in my world. It's nice. So, yeah, <laughs> I need to, to pull him into ours a little more.
3: Oh.
2: he's actually my my resident blacksmith friend, and uh, just. And now he's setting up his own like astronomy lab out in the middle of West Texas. Yeah, okay. he's laying like cat people out there, and he's on, on his goat farm. And
3: uh... <laughs> okay, he's a blacksmith. He's got a goat farm. He's a and machinist he's
2: that works actually for a astronomer? fertilizer company out in the middle of West Texas. has a Has a house. His family has like a goat a goat ranch.
3: There's and, a reality uh, show in there somewhere. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh. we're gonna
1: there's go there's through the apocalypse, and that guy is gonna need somebody to tell him.
2: <laughs> I'll judge it by the stars. Oh, the uh, the international space station's falling. Something must be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: boy. <laughs> okay. Well, have you all watched? Because I know, like Shadow and Bone, had a new season come out, and there was something it's, else. It's not
1: out yet. It's not coming out. In okay. The begin, middle of this month. Yeah. We okay. like, would drop, we'll time to on
3: catch it. up. Okay. And there was something because I was looking at Steampunk Explorer today. I think there was. I'm sure we were all. We're <laughs> we all
2: for... for. Yeah,
3: but I was looking at the um, what was it? I was looking at yeah, the new releases that were coming out this week because there was that because there was um, they taught you talked. I think you talked about Carnival Row. Um, oh yeah, Hello Tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I uh, not I was just about that myself. Yeah. Oh, okay. And no, also, no, great go expectations. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, um, no, I was just yeah, just the hello tomorrow sounds interesting, and then there was something else that wasn't quite. Oh, yeah, Perry Mason. The second season of Perry Mason is out. Which, if you didn't Perry watch Mason? the first, yeah, I, you didn't, it didn't watch.
1: Predates me by a lot.
3: No, it's it was a re- it was a remake of the show. It's have never ever oh, heard of that? Yeah, it, the first season came out a couple years ago with Matthew Reese, the guy. Have you ever watched The Americans? He was one of the main characters in The Americans, and he plays. It's a reboot of Perry Mason, and it is excellent. I mean, it's it's not steampunk it's you know but it's the depression era and it is really good really good it's you know the gritty reboot of perry mason but yeah so and the second season just started where did jack go
1: (laughs) jack what is this jack used to (laughs) go
3: oh no we lost it we missed it oh we did (laughs) look oh no (laughs) Did you boot him or did he leave? Uh-oh. Oh no, that's so wrong.
1: No, he's still there. He's just in the backstage.
3: Oh okay. <laughs> he's in the green room.
1: Um Yeah, so so uh I just I just posted a link. <laughs> Hello Jack. Um so, so yeah, the uh Hello Tomorrow, sort of a nineteen forties, nineteen fifties. Um what was that that uh video game where like everybody gets shoved into uh, oh, um, uh, Fallout. Yes,
2: it's very Fallout pre uh, pre apocalypse, where um, nineteen like fifties Adam Punk essentially
3: quasi steampunk exactly. futuristic flavor. Huh. Okay, I dig it.
1: I, I I wouldn't call it. I mean,
3: I'm just yeah. I'm sure in that
1: atom Punk is sort of a offset of steampunk, I guess you could call it that. But it's it's not Victorian. Yeah, no. Nah. It, it is really cool looking. Um yeah. Uh
3: okay. When yeah, does I, that I one know. start?
1: It's, it's something oh. about, you know, going to the stars in nineteen fifties, but with alternative, you know, Adam Punk technology and Sweet. uh weird stuff. It it kind of reminded me of um <laughs> what me.
3: What was that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh the, the cat and the dog are getting a little feisty oh, with each no. other um did you see
1: project blue book
3: the tv show yes i loved that show and so it was gone it had,
1: yeah um it it, it kind of looked like a brighter more colorful but that that style project blue book 40s, 50s yeah. yeah yeah and the same sort of themes a little bit uh since we're talking about going into space and who knows what? I, I can't say much about it because I haven't seen the show, but uh, it's on Apple TV. yeah, yeah.
3: Apple TVs actually made some really good they're the ones that made the uh, the show the the Dickinson, the Emily Dickinson show. They do some really good stuff, and it's like they're like really quiet about it, but they make really good shows. So. I know
1: I found another article um, back in September. Uh, talking about the uh, remake of Time Bandits (laughs) on Apple TV. That sounds cool.
3: When is that coming out? Wait, is Taika Waititi doing Time Bandits? Is that what that says? Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. The director of Thor Ragnarok is doing Time Bandits. That's going to be amazing.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm looking through this this article. I'm like, when is it coming out? When is it? Nothing. I don't know.
3: Oh, you know what? I did hear about that because I think Terry Gilliam is not super happy about it. I think I remember reading about that. Oh, come on. He's one of those that doesn't want his work remade or something. Uh, I think I could be wrong, um, but I think I remember hearing about that because Matt is a big time bandits fan. And yeah, I think Gilliam is not super happy about it, but no, I think it sounds
1: get on board.
3: Yeah. And Lisa Kudrow's in it. Cool.
1: I know. Right. Apple TV. What the
3: heck? I'll take it. Yeah, they make some, like I said, they quietly make some really good shows, so.
2: So, interestingly enough, uh, Lawrence Allen mentions here another show that will never be made, unfortunately. A uh, little short story, or short video. "Ether Rise of Spectre. Uh, actually, we were there at the preemptive premiere of this with the director at Wild Wild West Con. And we know the armorers, we know a lot of the actors, and uh, airship Isabella was heavily involved in that pro- project, and actually, Lex owns some of the props from this movie um, as well. And so, it's it was a project that was trying to get off the ground. We were all really behind uh, Mister Mister Hall, I think, Andrew I Hall was the director, and like trying to find funding to get this thing picked up by Warner Brothers and actually make it a big. Like a big deal back when steampunk was becoming huge and you could have yeah. actually made some money in steampunk if anybody had paid attention that had any power and now they're like it's so played out we're all like exhausted and like from mm-hmm. trying to get our stuff pushed forward but now we see all these little tiny steampunk elements everywhere and everyone's just like well no one's interested
3: yeah oh. it's gonna need to come back or to give it a second to come back around I mean it's okay, coming yeah. it's been coming back around since the 80s so it just takes a little time yeah, there also, was kind of a,
2: a glut. The The director is the director of a movie called uh, Sh- Convergence. It's vaguely familiar. The visual effects uh, put together by Horst Sarubin. and Sarubin, you might know, the Hobbit movies. And um, David Snyder was the main art director for Blade Runner. Oh, okay. I don't oh, get that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So okay. like, there were people behind this. Yeah. And it just, no one saw any money in it. So beautiful. It is a very beautiful little video. And it's worth watching. Okay. Um, we actually gave it away. I have a bunch of. Um, I don't have one on my desk. Wow. Okay. I have a bunch of like USB skeleton keys to go with it. That was sweet. Pretty, yeah. Anyway. Very cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We got kind of glutted with steampunk, and it'll come back around. Like I said,
2: it always does. <laughs> it's, if anything, it's just integrated more into society in a very yeah a very creative manner. Just well, like the visual just elements have all
3: yeah the visual elements have always been there. They've yeah. worked their way into a lot of things.
2: Hey, I feel like. Uh, and
1: I'm sure we've talked about this before, but Hollywood will uh, allow one movie to come out. That's like dead on steampunk. Like uh, uh, the, the hungry cities uh, movie. Oh,
3: mortal engines. Oh,
1: and engines. then it, it'll promise say, it. Oh, nobody likes steampunk. We'll never make another steampunk movie. And I liked that movie. <laughs> I did too. I thought it was great. I thought it was um, beautiful.
3: <laughs> it was exactly I, what I pictured when I read the book.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't like how they rewrote the ending.
3: No, but, I yeah.
1: But th- a lot of leading up to that was like dead on, and
3: yeah, it was awesome to watch. And I thought they didn't. I guess it's, I, I get it that it's Hollywood, so we have to have beautiful people in the roles. But the actress that they did not go no, far no. enough with what was going on with her face, and I think it would have meant more if they had. Do you know what I mean? Just I mean, mm-hmm. she was oh, yeah. she was great. Yeah. She was really good. But it there was a purpose to what was going on, you know, to the scarring on her face. There was it made a difference. And, so, and you know, the boy
1: character who was uh, following her around, he's, he should have had a shaved head.
3: Yeah, it was... there, were, But the the cinematography, the the machines, the so that was oh, gorgeous. And Hugo Weaving was in it, and, you know, I mean... Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, well...
3: I always loved him. But, you know, it was, it was beautiful. One that's rolling across the plains that is just... It was so perfect. It was exactly how I pictured yeah. it. It was just brutal. I loved it. Yeah, it was one of my favorite ideas. And the the ship captain, the pirate captain? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to read it again. <laughs> oh, those books are so good.
1: I, I haven't read... I read the first one, but I had didn't read the, the following three. Um, I
3: read the first two, and they I, were... Yeah.
1: I have them here, but it sounds like Erica read them. It tastes like they, they get kind of weaker as, yeah. as the further you go.
3: Yeah, it was a nice, strong opening, and it kind of... Mm. But I don't know. I mean the movies could have I don't know. Hollywood's that's Hollywood's weird. Some things rise and some things don't. And it could become a cult favorite, you know. Yeah, like Wild Wild
2: West. Everyone thought that was a weird movie. And yet yeah. here we are. Still but, I, I love Wild Wild West.
3: But ironically, Wild Wild West is also the best way when you talk to somebody about steampunk. They're like, What is you know, like Wild Wild West? Oh, okay. It's one yeah. of the best ways to explain it to people uh-huh. that don't know what it is. Yeah. It's the it's just the most concise way to do it. Cause Everybody seems to remember that movie,
2: honestly. The Sherlock Holmes movies, uh, with Robert Downey Jr. like we yeah, out again, very steampunk, but like in that way that it doesn't feel like it's overdone. Uh, it's not have like a little bit of technology thrown in yep. there, like oh, right, we are, we're playing with a static, like in stuff at the time, or yeah, the coolest thing in the entire time, you know, entire movie was the bomb that was wireless <laughs> radio waves. It was just like, oh, we don't need wires. And here we hey, are again, hundred years later. Oh, look! I don't need wires. Tesla
3: was trying to trying to get broadcast power out there, and look oh, what yeah. happened:
2: an elephant got murdered. Had, and- uh, wireless yeah. telegrams. If, <laughs> said, "Oh, if only." I know.
3: That's what alternate histories are for, and that's why we're here.
2: <laughs> Speaking of alternate histories, <laughs> I have something. Okay. Oh, let me see if I can present it here. It's not quite. I mean, it, it's, it's actually a thing, which is what's kind of funny about this. Which page is it? You just <laughs> no, not that one. And I'm still
3: monkey in the middle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So what? this is a Forbes article talking about how the Russian army is getting desperate because they have welded an 80-year-old uh, naval gun mount for a patrol boat to a 70-year-old armor tra- armored tractor. Mother of God!
3: Is that even <laughs> functional?
2: Yeah, here's the back end of the turret and the what gun. What the hell? The yeah. Um, I figured this was very steampunk in its own. Wow,
3: way. that is something. That is,
1: that is what desperation looks like. <laughs> you
2: can't. Yeah, like, wow. can make it work? Yeah.
3: But that's like you remember in Indiana Jones, like The Last Crusade, where the turret blows up and the guy in the in the tank and it it
2: blows oh, yeah. up.
3: This that's what I'm picturing when I'm looking at this, the whole thing's just
2: gonna I mean you are making a mobile tracked piece of artillery, but my <sighs> problem is, is I'm gonna be afraid of the of the wear and tear on
3: Yeah are the welds secure? I mean Yeah
2: like it fires three or four times and you're pretty much thing just goes, clunk clunk clunk. Oh, no. But, oh. uh, yeah
3: so Russia man over- they train. are some Brutally strong people; they will wrestle bears and they will drive that. Wow! I don't
1: think, <laughs> a, I don't think a Russian will wrestle a bear. I think yeah. those are those are Ukrainians.
3: Have you we seen the grandmother fighting the wolf or the grandmother with the axe that fought? The, was she? I think she was Russian.
2: Oh yeah, no, no, R- Russian grandmothers are terrifying.
3: <laughs> the, the Baba, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Okay, so yeah, no, that's. That's a uh, gotta do what that, you gotta that, do, that, I guess. Something
2: special. <laughs> I was going to share with everybody. I got, I got more, but I don't know who else. Like, I don't want to take up all the screen. Uh, Lawrence asked,
1: "Does anyone collect steampunk coins?" Yes, you, you do.
2: I mean, like, I don't have many.
3: What is but, a steampunk uh, coin? Yeah, the, Thank you. <laughs> what is a steampunk
2: coin? So I actually have a couple of different. I'll, I'll see if I can pull them out for next oh, episode. Thank um, you, Lawrence. There's a couple of. I have, I have a friend who plays a finance minister as his character and oh. uh he is really funny because him and i get along very well and so i'm always like blackmailing things character wise and um he's given me a couple of different types of coinage and one of them looks like um ammonite on one side and it's i don't know it's really hard to find different types of coinage for steampunk, because you want to have three or four different things that are like each other, and a lot of different types of coinage, there are websites devoted to just making random coins for uh, LARP events and things like that. And so people will make. Um, I mean, you know how you go and you go to the like the Renaissance festival and you get the necklace with the the, the impact hammer necklace. Yeah. Um, essentially, all you need is a die, and you can make coins that way. That was actually how they used to do it. They used to just heavy ass piece of lead that would throw down a, a slide essentially and it would slam into a coin uh, force pressing it and so um, they do that and they actually now it's easier than ever to make all sorts of different designs for actual coinage if you so desire to because of 3D printing, casting, all that fun stuff so I've actually wanted to go around and gather a whole bunch of different coins from a whole bunch of these different places and just have kind of a really cool steampunk treasure chest to go with you know just because it kind of fits the whole motif, and I like collect that. Weirdly enough, I'm not much of a coin collector, but this intrigues me.
3: No, that's beautiful.
2: I got some
1: uh, Serbian coins with Nikola Tesla on them. See, that's cool. But that's, that's like very cool. around like, the yeah.
2: world too. But none of them don't have none of them freaking Tesla on them. <laughs> <laughs> I got some Norwegian kroners that have holes in the middle, and I actually use them for. I have a bracelet that I uh, I wear, and actually, let's see here, I got them. On here as the coin stops at the end of my uh, the ropes, so which now is always they're... kind of fun because people are like you drill holes in your quarters. I'm like, no, these are Norwegian. <laughs> no, like, you, you drill that? holes in your Norwegian quarters. <laughs> <laughs> paying the market on Norwegian quarters. <laughs> <laughs> two kroner here. Oh, let's see. I think they are five pieces.
3: Okay, just to make sure I'm not dumb, though, um, we're talking about like a twenty dollar coin and it's five hundred and fourteen dollars to buy it for one, right? What? Wow. I'm oh. looking at the link that Lawrence gave us. Oh,
1: this like a... the
3: steampunk series twenty twenty three two ounce, two dollar pure silver high relief B. Oh
2: it's two hundred and six yeah commemorative coins.
3: Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I'm not confused and it's it's just it is one coin for that price. Oh yeah
2: no these are these are art pieces. No. Yeah um, okay I'm uh, wonder if I could steampunk.
3: no they're these are absolutely gorgeous but
2: but dang yeah those are pretty
3: yeah only time I spend that kind
2: of money is if I'm putting it on my feet so I actually have some of these let's see if I can see them somewhere they're called adventure coins and here we are I can chat somewhere but yeah the uh, the website shows as steampunk oh, I will bring it up
3: steampunk adventure coins
2: I lost my page. There it is. Present. Share screen. Yes, do all the buttons again. Adventure coins. And How do I push the button to make it show up?
1: Um, It's not showing <laughs> up in the comment section over
2: here. No, I'm actually just He's trying to, try to, to share, share a screen. I, like, I wish I could post a oh. comment on the thing. Sorry, I didn't know to push the button. Oh, yeah, you're, My good. Good. you're good. See, some people make some really cool looking coins, and they're you know, okay. $15 for, I don't know how many you get out of this, but Probably ten. So I mean, he, they are still kind of pricey, but uh, I mean, they're really just cool looking and they're exotic. They're cool. You get <laughs> they you are know, cool. A couple dollars, but I believe like yeah, Nor- the Norse Foundry does this, and they do all sort. They do dice, they do everything. So it's all it's really a, like D and not. So yeah, they have some book stuff. If anyone's interested, you can get fiction, you know, fictional uh, currency for your you know fun. Histo- you know, semi-historic, not historic uh, adventures.
1: <laughs> For a while, I was fascinated with uh, uh, hobo nickels. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. Never heard of a hobo nickel?
3: No, uh, hobo please nickel. tell me.
1: Okay, so back <laughs> in just, the, um, uh, I guess, okay. 30s or so during the Depression, um, people would uh, would would take it on the road and ride ride the, the rails, and they were generally referred to as hobos. But... Uh, they would—they uh, had a lot of time on their hands, and a nickel wasn't a whole lot of, of money, and so they would basically deface it and carve new faces into their nickel, and then I guess sell them to passersby for, you know, a few bucks or a meal or or whatever they needed on the road.
3: Oh wow! And
1: they got pretty cool,
3: yeah. Oh yeah, that's bonkers, huh? No, that is very cool. It reminds me of like scrimshaw and little teeny tiny carvings. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, hmm. uh, I feel like it's a, it's kind of a lost art now. You don't see a lot of, uh, well, you don't have any hobos anymore.
2: <laughs> well, illegal, they don't illegal let it ride the
1: rails. Crap. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I, I was fascinated with, huh. with the, uh, the whole idea of, uh, recreating these, these, uh cheap pieces of coinage into art into real, you know, pieces of yeah. art. Yeah.
3: No, that's cool. That's I don't know if that's
1: cool. Teen but
3: uh, Oh, apparently I mean... it goes back to the 1750s. It's yeah. got a, again, it's got its own Wikipedia page. That's really cool. Oh, I dig it. I like that. Apparently you can still find them out there somewhere. It says a 100,000 of them were made between 1913 and 1980. They think, maybe, possibly. So that's cool.
1: You can find them on uh, AliExpress, but I don't think they're actually, you know, hand-carved. They're just sort of mass-produced for...
3: Replicas.
1: Sucker Americans.
3: (laughs) Very cool. Have
1: you ever heard of a tenth of a penny? A
3: tenth of a penny. Yeah. Maybe?
2: I was just told about these. Oh, interesting.
3: Well, like a half penny? That's a half penny. They're
2: they're really tiny. Uh, (laughs) And they have a hole in the middle. But apparently, uh, er. I've never heard of this. Lex is over here saying, hey, here's a tenth of a penny. I posted a picture.
3: Oh, yeah. Look at that. It was also
2: 12.5 cents. Yeah. Pence was 12.5 cents. All sorts of. Right. So
1: that that 12.5 cents is like half a quarter, right?
3: Uh-huh. Eighth yeah. of a
1: dollar. That was where that, that developed from pieces of eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. one it's tenth of corn corn is to cut
2: into eight pieces. One
1: tenth of a penny—that
2: is Man, not. good. You know, I I inflation's <laughs> getting bad when you're cutting pennies and tenths. <laughs> things are getting a little tight. <laughs> so they didn't always have holes in them. Some of them were, um, some of them were more like this guy, the Deutsch. So this one is a West Africa
3: penny, but there there were U.S. pennies that were tiny, tiny, tiny little things. Um, they. Just teeny tiny version of pennies. Hmm. I
2: have to see if I can find those for later. Because <laughs> I'm not seeing any right off the top here. Okay. All right. Well, apparently, this will be an ongoing segment. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jack's Coin Corner. Oh, oh, oh. Jack's Coin Collection.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, thanks, thanks, Lawrence. You got us like suckered right into that. Uh, no. That. What do they call the it? us something we couldn't refuse. A whole new world. Money. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> and we're, uh, we're coming up on it again. Indeed already. we are. Let's see. Let me tell you about uh, the people who are letting us run this show. Uh, Texas Steampunk Connection. It's brought to you in part by J.R. Seeger's novel, A School for the Great Game. Adordian teen, Elizabeth Bancroft, Residents being sent to the British India School for Spies. There, Elizabeth will learn the family business of espionage, martial arts, and Tibetan mystic arts. The School for the Great Game is the first in the Steampunk Raj series available on Amazon. We're also brought to you by Fair Treasures, which has a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for Renaissance fairs and steampunk wear, and one-of-a-kind imported jewelry. You can shop Fair Treasures at... Sherwood Forest Fair that opened just this weekend and will be going on through April, I think. Um, she's also available at www.fairtreasures F-A-I-R-E, Treasures, or on Etsy. But right now, she's really focused on uh, fair, so it, it might take you a little longer to get your goods. I don't know. Uh, we're also brought to you by our patrons, uh, Jenny and Ryan Shaver. And uh, by a generous grant from Rita and Lawrence Allen. Thank you guys so much. Um, Yeah. So uh, since we're at the end of our show here, is there anything else uh, we want to bring up before moving on? Um, I I do want to mention once more that uh, the uh, Galveston Steampunk event is coming up April 1st, and uh, you should buy your tickets. Uh, Johnny Steverson, who's also listening in, um is running that thing. we're looking forward to uh, meeting him down there on April 1st in Galveston. Uh, it's not a joke it's It's not a joke. It was just the avail the day that was available. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah um, anything else anything else? I think we've I think covered everything I got. I okay again I'm gonna hand it over to our founder Flavio to
0: take us out. So, once again, thank you for listening. You can find us again on uh, Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection for any comments, questions, suggestions. If you know of something happening, Steampunk, that's happening soon, we can put it on our calendar, on our Patreon, um, as well as uh, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, Steampunk and Weird West related.
1: You can also email us at Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail.com. And we're uh, a streaming podcast, Texas Steampunk Connection
2: and if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest.
1: <laughs> and although we've made many, many jokes about Twitter, you can look for us at TX
2: Steam, Steam Connect
1: One.
0: Oh, cool. on Twitter! I never use it. I never look at it. I don't know. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. Once again, thank you very much. Thank and you. until next time, mind your mind gauges.
2: There's a story.
3: Because there's always a story. There has to be a story. You know, and I'm talking about libraries, so I can't not tell a story because they mean too much to me. Libraries are filled with an infinity of stories, and a fair few stories have been written about libraries. These fictional stories often focus on the mysteries that libraries and archives have hidden away, and only a select few are allowed to access these mysteries. The same can be said of real world academic libraries where only the privileged few can access the research they need. Examining and analyzing fiction that has been written about libraries and archives can help us to confront the anxieties that surround real world institutions. My name is Elizabeth Hedrick, and this is just what I'll be doing this year on Anxiety in the Archives, my podcast dissertation. Over the course of the show, we'll discuss social and cultural anxieties around libraries and archives, and we'll learn some truths about access and privilege. We'll also take a deeper look at how traditional academic writing is changing and evolving, and what this means for students and for the brave advisors who are taking this journey with them. It's gonna swallow all of us before the end of it, I know it is.
2: (laughs) Well, we're not gonna let it swallow you, but if it has to lick you, we might
3: Release the Kraken. (laughs) So join me on February 26th, 2023, for Anxiety in the Archives, my podcast dissertation. It is so good.